all good, baby, baby. Uh, it was all so if you're ready to break the generational cycle of poverty, revolving prison doors, and a lack of education that's holding us all back, then now's the time to do something about it. So to move from gutter to greatness, it all begins with a change in mindset. Here's your host, Dr. Paul Miller. Welcome, 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 everybody. You are tuning in to a new episode from the gutter to greatness. And I am your host, Dr. Paul Miller. I am so excited to be here with you. You know, I'm here today and I got some good news, y'all. I got some good news that I have made it to the new and noteworthy list on uh, iTunes, you know, which I, I've been told is a pretty incredible feat. Uh, so I'm super excited. You know, as part of this journey to greatness, didn't know or think that this would be even possible. But, uh, you know, I guess people are listening out there and tuning in. And so I am humbly grateful and thankful. And, you know, today we're, we definitely need to, to celebrate and you know what? I don't own the rights to this music, but I'm about to do a little celebration. Take it back, you know, the good old days, cooling the gang, a little celebration. Yeah, you know, I had to take it back to the afros and bell bottoms on you for a second. You know, I, I, I love a few oldies, but goodies, you know, a little celebration. But I'm thankful. So I thank everybody who's out there listening. I appreciate you. I encourage you to continue listening. And today, you know, we're, we're definitely we're, we're talking about from the block to the boardroom. That part of that gutter to greatness mentality and part of that gutter to greatness mentality was having to be able to shift and be able to be somebody who was from the block, but be able to move towards a boardroom and be the CEO of organizations and and walk with politicians and other organization heads. And, you know, at the end of the day, I never thought that I would be in the positions that I'm in. I, you know, I really didn't know what I thought. I knew I wanted to be great. You know, if you ask me, I probably wanted to be an athlete, but that wasn't God's plan. And I had to learn how to shift and adjust and adapt. And I started those lessons really young and really early with being able to develop code switching due to having multi-racial ethnic and ethnic backgrounds and having to adjust based on who I'm with. And I realized that that was, I was still me. But in order to be successful, I had to be a better version of me or be the version that was acceptable for the situation that I was in. And so that's what moving to the block, to the boardroom is, is transitioning to understand that there's a transformation that can happen that needs to happen in order for you to be successful. Because that block mentality is that hood mentality, right? That hood mentality where, you know, it's that you're a real a real ninja, you know, as we've talked about, or that you that you got to walk a certain way, that you got to talk a certain way, that you have to present yourself a certain way. And, and there's there's a lot 
You know, and there's a time and place for that. Like, there's nothing wrong with that. And especially if that's how you're more comfortable. I am more comfortable in the hood than I am in the boardroom. And I don't think that that will ever change because I feel like I can be myself completely. And I can say or do. When I say be myself, I'm always be myself, but I can say whatever I'm thinking. So part of what I've had to learn is that I've had to start to filter and sort out some of my thoughts and that everything I say doesn't have to be, my my first thought doesn't have to be out there. You know, I can filter it. I can think about it. I can kind of finesse it and I can put it in a way that someone else could understand it. And getting people to understand you is kind of the 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 bigger piece. And then some of you, I don't care if they understand me. I don't care if they, like, I don't care what people think. You know, and and to a to an extent, you know, you can't care what everyone thinks, right? But you also have to care what everyone thinks. So, what does that mean? That's contradictory, right? So, so yeah, you know, people are they they don't like you or whatever it is. You know, at the end of the day, it's not going to make or break you. But at the end of the day, again, contradictory, it might make or break you. And so, being aware. And you know what? If they don't like you, why don't they like you? So how can you use that to be a better uh, version of yourself? How can you use the things that people are saying or doing to incorporate into what you're doing and how you're feeling to be, you know, a new version and where you can move from that gutter to greatness? And so as I'm thinking about this, I think about a lot of this in terms of of skills and, and, and attributes. Right. And we're going to talk about that a little bit because skills and attributes uh, as a businessman are important, but also someone who's on the block. And let's see if they coordinate. And and you know what? When I say block, I want to be very, 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 very transparent and say you don't have to be a dope boy to be uh, moving from the block. You you have to be from or of the neighborhood. Right. And so uh, you might not have hung on the corners or so dope on the corners, but you still have this block mentality. And so that is part of moving from the block to the boardroom. So where you can be successful and do million dollar deals, where you can do multi-million dollar deals, where you can uh, and be able to create generational wealth for your family. But not even that, create a generational mindset that breaks the cycle of poverty. And so that's what this is about. So let's talk about this from a a skills and attributes perspective. So a skill typically refers to a learned ability that is kind of like a a expertise that enables someone to perform. And so like if you have a specific task effectively, like you you can typically develop through practice or you can training and experience examples and including writing. So a skill that I didn't have I was not a strong writer and I had to practice, practice, practice. I had my effort had to outweigh my ability and my effort. Once my effort started to shine and I started writing, 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 I became better. And I'm still not anyone's famous writer. Right. But at the end of the day, I became strong at writing and academic writing where, hey, I believe I could teach an academic writing course and switch switch it up to articulate in a way that would be appropriate for an academic writing venue or platform, which that's not the way I speak on a normal basis. And I don't even want to speak like that, but I know how to. And so that it came from practice. And that was a skill that developed over time. And then even with that, 
you know, that skill, other skills, let's see, let's think about it. So if you were could program or if you were public speaking. So uh, another transparent moment is I've always had a little bit of a stutter. And I think sometimes because the way my brain processes, like I'm thinking about a million things a mile a minute and sometimes I stutter, but when I'm hyper-focused or doing something with a specific task, I tend to stutter less. And so my stutter has never been bad, but it is something that could make me lose confidence which would be more of an attribute and lose confidence in being able to public speak. And so I've had to work through that and work around it and and practice it to get better at it. And I'm still a work in progress. Uh, you know, I, I still, I want to be great. And so I got to keep practicing. I got to keep getting it out there. And, you know, another skill, playing musical instruments. So those are examples of skills, but attributes usually refer to inherent qualities or characteristics that are a person uh, that are of a person, right? And so that they influence their behavior, their attitudes, their traits, attributes are seen as very innate. So they're ingrained in you. There's something that is just a part of you. People say you can't change an attribute. I don't believe that. I don't agree with that completely. Like being patient. I think you can learn to be patient, but I think there's some skills that you need to practice. So your attributes of patience become better, uh, right? So creative, confident. You, you know, I can become more of a confident speaker by practicing and getting better at this skill. So, you know, having a good sense of humor is important. And that would be an attribute. But not everybody's funny, right? So there's some people that are just born. Not everybody's going to be Kevin Hart, right? So, but you can practice. You can do jokes. Like I have this friend and he's a professional comedian and I remember when he first got on stage, I just would roll my eyes and be like, you know, this mother ain't funny. And and he he was not funny at all. But there was glimpses of, of hope. But I believe he practiced. He practiced the skill. And now I would say this dude is exceptionally funny. He was always extremely bright and witty. But I didn't think he was very like, ha-ha, comedian, funny. But now he is slap your knee funny. Um, and just has timing down. He's practiced, and now he tours all over. Like he is dope as a comedian. And you got to give props to my man uh, Zach Johnson, uh, Raz. You know, the dude is exceptionally funny. I didn't think you were funny back in the day, but now I, I definitely I see it. I've seen you do the work, and you practiced it. So props, respect. Got to get him on here as a guest one time. We'll, we'll get him on the gutter to greatness, y'all, and have him talk about his story and how we, uh, you know, how we grew up in the sandbox and and some of our experiences and but now he's touring all over and doing comedy and extremely funny brother i i i I expect he's gonna break at some point in time to where he'll be on this international level movies and other deals man because he dude's exceptionally talented so props to my man zach johnson aka raz the ripper so and maybe we can get him to kick a freestyle he doesn't do that anymore but he used to be a pretty nice rapper too but attributes, right? So we're talking about attributes. So attributes include that being patient, confident, sense of humor, you know, and, and while skills are learned abilities, attributes are inherent qualities that can be developed over or improved over time as skills, but attributes are seen here. I don't know if that makes sense because I just talked about it from differently, but we're going to figure out and want to talk about how it applies to when you're from the block, moving from the block to the boardroom, right? So to be a successful business person, think about what skills do you need to develop, right? So communication, effective communication skills are crucial for building relationships 
negotiating deals, communicating your ideas to your clients, employees, like different stakeholders. Like communication is key. But think about that on the block, right? So if you communicate with your man when you're trying to cop something, right? Or when you are hustling or whatever you're doing on the block or you're from the hood, that communication is effective. And you're usually going to be better at what you're doing if you can communicate effectively. So that's a skill that I would say very strongly translates where I guess the point that I'm trying to make is, and what I'm going to talk about each one of these skills are things that are inherently, and even though you're working on them to develop them or your attributes that you already have, they are similar to what you are already doing. So if you want to be effective on the block, you got to be a good communicator. If you want to be effective in the boardroom, you got to be a good communicator. So if this is already someone or something that you do or can get better at, how is that any different than who you are already? It just might mean there's some circumstances that you need to change and your thought process. So leadership, right? To be a successful business person, I deeply believe you got to be a strong leader. You got to be able to inspire others, motivate. You got to be able to make decisions. You got to be able to guide a team. So you can't run this business all by yourself on the block. So to you got to recruit and you got to make sure that you are using leadership qualities to make sure that you're successful and lead people to be safe, but also make some money. But and that leadership also keeps you safe with that block mentality. Like, you know, you're if you're survival of the fittest and you're at the top of the pack, you're less likely to be touched unless they see a weakness in you. So. But that's the same thing as a businessman. Financial literacy. You got to be understand. You got to understand and practice the skill of financial literacy. Problem solving. How many times is there a problem? How many times did you get shorted or did you lose a pack or something happened? And then you had to figure out what to do, how to do or how to handle it. And if you handled it one way, it could end up with some dire consequences. But if you handle it another way strategically, you can get the results that you needed. And again, I'm not glorifying or saying any of that is what I want you to be doing. But what I am saying is these are the same skills that you need to practice to be a good businessman. You got to be adaptable. You got to be able to network, good time management, sales and marketing. You got to get your product out there, right? And you got to be able to make good decisions and decisions on the fly and and quick decisions but you got to have emotional intelligence you got to know when to hold them when to fold them right you got to know when to clap back but also when to be empathetic and understand and or to take the l right so these are all skills but these are things that you can practice right these are things you can get better at these are things that develop you can you can get better with your emotional intelligence so i know that some people might even argue that some of those are attributes. It's confusing to me because I think skills and attributes are similar, right? But if we were going to talk about attributes of a good businessman, again, some of them are similar. So determination. So that's that, like the will, that grit, that gutter grit that you developed in the hood. But you need that to be a good businessman. You have that already confidence. You need swag, right? You got to have swag to be in the hood. And you know, everybody loves a little swag and people want to follow you when you got swag. 
People want to be like you when you got swag. It's the same thing for business. You got to have resilience. So you got to know that you got to be able to take an L and bounce back. But again, from the block to the boardroom, these are attributes if you're resilient. But these are things that you probably didn't even understand that you already have. Integrity. You know, they say there's no honor amongst thieves, but not everybody from the block is a thief. You know, most aren't thieves. There's a small percentage who are. Other people are just trying to feed their families or make a living, or it's just about their mentality. And they're doing it in a matter of, this is how I grew up. This is the mindset I grew up with. And now I'm open or willing to change or improve, but have a strong sense of integrity and not going to do their brother wrong. You're not going to do somebody wrong just because you're doing something wrong. So you're just because you might be hustling or doing whatever. And, and yeah, I'm not going to condone it because it does hurt people. I understand why. I understand you do what you do and you're trying to, to get up out. But there's another way. And most, you know, like it's interesting. A lot of dope dealers be the first ones to give back to the community, be the first ones to set up at Thanksgiving time, be the first ones to uh, do book bag uh, drives or whatever, take care of their community, right? But at the same time, they're, they're doing something that ethically making some money that also may potentially hurt some people as well. And so, again, I'm not condoning it, but if you can take and shift and move from what you did to what you want to do and take the skills and the attributes that you have. That's how you move from the gutter to greatness. And so, uh, you know, it, again, just going down some of them quickly, passion, creativity, um, risk-taking, uh, adaptabil adap adaptability. Yeah, can't speak today. You got to have a strong work ethic and excellent interpersonal skills. But those are similar to the skills, right? And those are the attributes that I can't say more that you all have and now have the ability to, because once you knew better, you do better. If you realize you have this, but how do you transform? And, and that transition and that transformation, that is part of difficulty of, of wanting it. And a lot of it, like I remember when I was a teenager and I would have to start removing myself from situations. So I had friends that were doing whatever they were doing and some of the OGs being in the hood and they were doing what they were doing. But I would start, you know, like I was hyper-focused. I started hyper-focused on school and athletics. And so a lot of people around me would realize that. And so when they would want to go out and chill or do something that wasn't appropriate, I would get some going and say, no, nah, I can't be there. I can't do that. I removed myself from that situation by being busy. So what I ended up having to do was, is like, you know, they would say, yo, let's go to this party. Let's go here. And, and not to say I never went because I, I did. But a lot of times my goal to start to move from the gutter of greatness was to work towards handling my business first. Right. And so well, other people that I knew were going to party, or going to BS and, and chill. I was or, or do whatever, some dirt. I would say, nah, I can't go right now. I got to write this paper. Or nah, I got football practice. Or nah, I got a basketball game. Or nah, I got, you know, I would always have, I got. But I got became my friend because I got made people never feel like they were slighted. It just made them feel like I was busy. And so that was my kind of way to hide the fact that uh, I buried myself in something good, but 
also hide the fact that, you know, I, I was starting to transition and didn't want to be a part of that completely anymore. Because I remember there were times where I was and I remember we went to a party one time and it was on the street that, you know, anybody from my hometown, you know, Hudson Avenue, it was an old Florida boy party, right? They used to be turned up, you know, you, you had the loop playing and riding out and, you know, they, they was getting it in there. And, you know, and I remember that uh, one night we were there and and I, I think I definitely, I probably shouldn't have even been there because I had other things to do, but I decided not to listen to the voice and I went to the party and I remember I was standing by the entrance in that entrance, like it was crowded. There was so many people in there. And I was standing next to a young lady and somebody or something, not somebody, but I say somebody, God, right? Something told me, move, move out the way. And I moved. And a few minutes later, they started shooting from the outside in. And the young lady I was standing next to got shot. And I believe she got shot in the arm, but I think she was okay. And it went his, it went hysterical in there. It went crazy to where there were people like, trampling each other, going out windows, you know, climbing, going upstairs and climbing off the roof and then climbing down around a fence to get down and around. And, you know, just it was absolutely nuts. But I remember that I, God saved me because I could have been the one who got shot and I could have lost my life that night. And I listened to the voice the second time, didn't listen to the first time. But if I would have listened to it the first time and just not been there, like I was used to putting into play. And that's part of that transition. That transition is difficult. And, you know, it can affect you because you don't want people talking about you. You want people making you feel bad or making you feel less than. And and it's not about being less than. It's it's more about you transitioning into your greatness and understanding and and using the things that your resources around you to start stepping away from and forming new habits, new rituals, routines, and practicing it. And so I would practice being busy. I would practice doing something different. I would practice what I wanted to see for myself. And the fact is, is that I wanted different and I knew to get different. I had to be okay with moving from that block to the boardroom. And you know what? I, again, I shared, I will never completely be comfortable in that boardroom environment but I'm more comfortable. You'll never know I'm not comfortable though, but I'm so comfortable in the gutter. I'm so comfortable on the block. I'm so comfortable, but I've had to develop those skills and attributes and realize that they're one and the same and to be able to do something differently. And, you know, as I kind of shift and close here and I move towards some of, because we're going to dive deeper into this as we do a part two with, with a special guest, you know, from the block to the boardroom. But until we can get there, you know, I want to leave you with a mindfulness minute and just think about how you're going to be able to maintain your true identity, even though you've transitioned into these new realms of success. So just because you get to the boardroom and this, I don't like this either. You can't sell out. You can't forget who you are or where you came from. You can't forget that those skills and those attributes that made you good on the block make you good in the boardroom. And that also means that you got to reach back and help some other brothers transition and move their mindsets forward. So forgetting who you are and being unauthentic is not part of this package or this deal. So you can live in your greatness and still maintain your true identity. And so until next time,
We're going to move from the gutter to greatness and we're going to kick we're going to kick it. So stay tuned for part two of this episode from the Block the Boardroom where we're going to dive in and really talk about how do we change that mindset and move forward with a special guest. So let's be greater later. Until next time, holla at your boy from the gutter to greatness, G2G. Check us out on all podcast platforms, especially iTunes. All right, my peoples. See y'all later. That's it for today's episode. So head on over to iTunes or wherever you listen to podcasts and subscribe to the show. One lucky listener that posts a review on iTunes will win a chance in the grand prize drawing for a $25,000 private epic VIP day with Dr. Miller himself. Be sure to head on over to guttertogreatness.com and pick up a free copy of Dr. Miller's gift. And join us on the next episode. <laughs>